Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the That's What She Said podcast. I'm your host, Delaney, and today I'm here with my mom. Mom, would you like to introduce your, yourself and introduce your pronouns? Hi, I'm Delaney's mom. My name is Debbie. My pronouns are she, her. Yeah, so today we're going to be talking about having an open line of communication. Because as a lot of my close friends know, I'm maybe even too open with my mom sometimes. <laughs> so, mom, what was your sex ed and your kind of communication with your mom like growing up? I remember it felt like out of the blue one day my mom brought home a book and she read it to us and it was um, an illustrative book meant for children to um, tell them about sex. So I felt even in hindsight that was a pretty good learning experience. Yeah. Was there things that your mom did that you were like when I'm a mom I don't want to do that? When it comes to like sex ed and puberty and stuff? Um, it was probably towards the time where I was considering a sexual relationship and wanted to go on the pill and felt that there was no way I could talk about that with my mom, that that was something I was going to have to do, um, as a grown up experience, even though I maybe was not of full adulthood but um but that was in secret that I went to the doctor and got myself on some birth control pills interesting and like did your mom have conversations like about consent and stuff or about like what it was to have like a good healthy relationship no it was um I think that was generational based the conversation was always abstinence until you got married yeah so when you lot had sex for the first time did you tell your mom no do you think she knew or no no probably not um no probably not interesting but maybe i was wrong maybe she totally knew but if she did we didn't speak of it ever Hmm. and that was obviously very different than our relationship I think you were like one of the first people I told yeah I remember when you told me but I don't know in what order (laughs) you shared that with what about like your period did your mom because some people oh god said that their parent did not have any conversations about that no I knew I knew what was ultimately going to happen and transpire I still think when I I can't believe I'm talking about my period, but I still, I think when I did, I was still surprised that, oh, this is really what it is. Um, I remember having a best friend, Joanne, who had already had her period, and um, so I, I guess I knew what was ahead. I remember my mom was take it back to old school with the sanitary napkins and and all that where my friends were using tampons and it wasn't anything my mom had ever used herself so it wasn't going to happen for me um that that was something you know eventually I just had to figure out on my own yeah so what were things like 
you really wanted to install in us because as kids when it came to sex ed um to be safe before that you wanted you always kind of wanted us to be able to come to you and tell you things yes i think i mean i look back on my teenage years and maybe um for me it wasn't predominantly thinking about sex but drinking and and going out and um, things that I had to hide from my parents because they just weren't going to let me. And maybe it was, I, for sure with my dad, it was an oldest child thing that my younger sisters got, did stuff that I was not allowed to do, that I was the icebreaker. Mm-hmm. Um, but when all my friends were allowed to stay out a little bit later or, or do things... Um, whether they told their parents or not, they were certainly allowed, and I was always the first one to have to be home. It created a pattern through my high school where my parents just didn't have to know everything that happened because if I told them and asked permission, it would be no. And when I, growing up in Windsor, I, I understand it more now that I'm an adult, but in Windsor, I wanted to go to a concert in Detroit, and Detroit was the murder capital of the United States and my parents were there's no way you're going and all my friends were going to concerts in Detroit and you take the bus across no one ever got raped or murdered Um, they all came back and I had to sell my ticket because my parents said no and the next concert that came around my parent I just was going out and making other plans and I went to Detroit I realized it more as an adult that there are feelings behind it, but I wanted to raise my kids differently in that I may not have always liked what I was hearing, but I wanted to know that you were safe, even if I didn't like what I was hearing of the plans. (laughs) Um, I'm laughing because I can think of things where you're like, oh my God, the lady. Right, and, and maybe it's fair to say I didn't know everything, and I think that that's normal, but... Um, again, I just, that is the predominant thing that I wanted to be different when I had my kids is that they didn't feel they had to lie all the time to me. When did you like start introducing conversations about like feminism and, um, and sex ed to us? I think it was as you asked questions. I mean, I think you being the third child, your sisters asked either when I was pregnant with you or soon after where babies come from. And I felt that the time to tell you was when you asked. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I remember it more the conversation with your sisters than I do with you exactly. But um, I think that that was always answer the questions honestly. There was no, I mean, back historically I don't know if any of my friends were ever told the babe where the babies come from is the stork but that's like an ancient ancient theory that people would talk about is they just wouldn't talk about it and it would just make up a story yeah um so that was never the case I think it was just answer the questions honestly mm-hmm. and I also remember like pretty young you giving us it me like individually the conversation about like who can touch you and like who can't do you remember that I remember 
So walk us through kind of that conversation. Were you nervous to give those or no? No, not at all. Um, again, want I mean the the biggest thing a parent the biggest thing in parenting is protecting your child, and um, bad situations sexually happen. Um, they say didn't it's never happened to me, but um, from people you know. Um, whether it's an uncle or a family friend or, or that kind of thing. And although it may be sexist, was always a choice to never have a male babysitter. I didn't want some curious teenage boy who I didn't know have exposure to my kids. Yeah, that might be sexist, but it's a real concern. Yeah. <laughs> and... Um, I remember a story, um, I, you were probably an infant where, I may have told you this, and your cousin, who was a male, um, said, um, Aunt Deb, I'm going to take Kira to the bathroom. And I thought, no, you're not. <laughs> There's no reason a seven-year-old needs to escort a three-year-old to the bathroom. Um, she can go by herself and she doesn't need, you know, at that point at three, she didn't always need my, maybe sometimes at three, but she certainly, if she needed anybody's help, it was going to be for me mm-hmm. and not from, um, a boy. So again, it goes about protection. And when I can't protect you, you have to know the boundaries and to be able to protect yourself and know what's acceptable and what isn't. And you were also very good about, like, answering, like you said, answering all our questions. When I got, well, I really was very open with my deep desire to have my period. (laughs) And when I did finally get it, like, I was a late bloomer. And do you know that story I'm telling? I I think so. (laughs) And then it was super inconsistent, and I was, like, on the researching, and I found this YouTube video where this, there was five women on the stage. Oh, you're going there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was five women on the stage, and they're like, but between us, we have ten vaginas. And then one of the ladies was explaining how she was getting her period all the time because she had two uteruses, so it was two cycles, and she's like, no one knew. It was my boyfriend who found out. Like, da da da. And I'm like, what if that's me? And then you're like, it's not you. Like, I checked. I'm like, no, I don't. I think her mom might have checked too. Like, so then you took me to the doctor's office. You remember? I remember you were shocked that I would have known that I would have seen your vagina because, <laughs> in your conscious memory, when would I have ever seen your vagina? Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember it. Yeah, well. (laughs) And then you took me to the doctors, and then it was confirmed I only had one. Because you weren't taking my word for it. No, I wasn't. (laughs) So we went to a medical professional to assure you. Yeah. Is that the most, like, or not graphic, like, shocked you were by how open I was? No. (laughs) No. (laughs) You're just a funny kid. 
Is there like a moment in time where you're like, oh my god, I can't believe my kid just said that to me? Um, probably when you were telling me about losing your virginity. I know your sisters did not share those specifics with me. Because beforehand, like I, you kind of knew that it was coming too because I'd asked you about birth control. Yeah. Did my sisters ask you? They did, but they wanted it. I maybe not. I forget with Kira, but with Reagan, it was. She was at an age where her friends were asking for birth control to help them with breakouts. So that's why she wanted birth control. So it was at a younger age than you, and that was hard to hear at 14 that she wanted to go on birth control, thinking she wasn't close to being sexually active, which she wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, by the time you were interested in birth control, it was for birth control. Yeah. Were you, like, ever scared that we weren't ready for things that we were Always. Always. (laughs) Like, when I told you, were you like, oh, I don't know if she's ready or not? Always. Always. Really? Which, it's, it's, uh, it's one of those defining moments of before and after in one's life, as there are several as you go through life, but that's one of them. You think so? Mm Mm-hmm. Because I feel like it's not that big of a deal. Maybe not now that you are sexually active, but at the time, it was a big deal to you. I guess, yeah. Interesting. I like, there's an Instagram page I follow, and instead of the term, like, virginity, they say sexual debut. Because with the term, like, virginity, it's like women are losing something. You know, everyone says, like, you're losing I heard you talk about that on one of your other podcasts, and yeah, it is is a... A new way of looking at things, but again, virginity, just one of those phrases that have been in the English vocabulary for how many years and just stays Mm -hmm. until somebody says it's time to make that change. Yeah. Interesting. How, like, what if, because we have, like, a really open relationship, and now that you're single... And I, you're, and I am very, like, involved in, like, the sex-positive community. What are things that, like, I, that you have newly learned? Um, I think that maybe I learned from you that having sex can be separate from having a relationship with somebody, that they can be two different things where I think it was a, always a learned and practiced behavior of, for me to be in a relationship and have sex. So that was something, just retraining myself after my marriage ended, that they could be different. And how do you, like... Because a lot of people in your generation are, like, stuck in their ways. And they're like, well, I did this for 50 years. I'm not changing now. How do you, like... Do you, does it take time to be like, okay, I need to open myself up to it, to new waves of feminism? Yeah, I think so. But I think you have to, I don't know if it's necessarily people of my age or when you get to be my age. You might very well be that person in your 50s too that hangs on to things that you have, have worked for you for, you know, tens of years 
Mm-hmm. Um, and who knows what's ahead that maybe might look different in society by the time you're so it's a little of both. Um, I think, you know, certainly I never thought entering a marriage and being married for a long time that I would be a person that would leave a marriage, but I was. So I think you just look at life in a lot of different ways and the loss of Kira too. It wasn't how I saw my life going, but things change whether you want to or not. And so it lends itself to positive changes and changes I can choose to make rather than were chosen for me as well. Mm-hmm. Mm. And another big thing, like, because you are a really strong woman, is like being an example and like you were always really cognizant of what you were teaching us without verbally teaching us that did you were you aware of that yes I you know it wasn't always um to make a change from how I was raised it wasn't necessarily that it was maybe just learning and and reading and wanting so much to be a parent I couldn't wait to be you know once I was ready to be a parent I had had Um, some miscarriages and so by the time I was having kids I wanted to do the best job possible so it was you know learning reading about being a parent and things to do differently than maybe I was raised I I chose to never use the word fat chose to never use the word um, the term bad girl or stupid I think those were the three three words or phrases that I chose not to use around you growing up because like you had three teenagers at the same time Mm -hmm. guy would have been 13 Kira would have been 17 and Raven would have been 19 18 even 18 yeah that's a lot that's a lot of very like influential I mean certainly by the time your teenagers is different but it's grown the the learning years and growing up that I would choose not to use those words or diet, mm. you know, it, diet in a way that you're trying to lose weight. Yeah. Was there anything that had you like tossing and turning at night other than the STI thing? I mean, it's hard to remember over the course <laughs> of all the years. I'm sure there was, but they, they fade in time. Yeah. But you, you reminded me about the STI was probably the more recent. I remember, because we talked about that in the first time we recorded it, it was, like, pretty recent. Yeah, it was fresh. <laughs> yeah, of when I thought I might have it. Or even, like, when <laughs> when I got my IUD, too, like, you were huh? very involved in that process. Well. I wanted my mom to come in with me, and she said no. There's some things you just can't, but... <laughs> glad to be I noticed that when we were there there were two other young women around your age that were just there by themselves and I felt proud that we had the type of relationship that I was going to escort you there and accompany you there yeah and I needed (laughs) that yeah yep um that you felt open enough to tell me that this was a choice that you were making for yourself and would I come with you 
once I saw those two other young ladies that were by themselves, it made me recognize that maybe it wasn't like that for everybody. Yeah. Were my were Reagan and Kira as open as I was with you? Um, they were open at some time. I mean, maybe not as much as you, but not to say that they weren't. I re- remember a conversation with Reagan when she was in grade nine that she came to me and she was telling me that she was talking to a friend of hers and saying, well, when I told my mom, I I can't remember the situation. And the friend said, wait a minute, you told your mom? And she's like, well, yeah. And Reagan coming in and recanting that story to me Mm -hmm. uh, made me recognize and, and proud that we had an open relationship, even if I can't remember the circumstances surrounding it. Yeah. People are always surprised when I... Like, I remember I you called me up, and I was walking home from some guy's house, and I told you. And I'm like, I'm going to get a bagel after this book up. And you're like, dying. You kind of, like, gave me a reaction. And then I told my roommates, and they're like, you told your fucking mom that? <laughs> like, like, yeah, I guess. I was just walking up. Do you remember this? No. No? <laughs> I do. Like, I would show you pictures of, like, the people I was talking to and stuff, which is not common amongst a lot of people, which is funny. At the end of the day, I just want you to be safe. Yeah. And I, like, oh, God, Jimmy. And you were always, like, a protection, too. Like, you, you valued that we were, like, protected when we were having sex and, like. Yeah new and like healthy relationships too I feel like we talked about that more a lot more than most people did of like how the man or woman like treated you in a relationship part of that was probably as I was suffering on some level in my own marriage that I didn't want you know I wasn't physically abused or anything like that But I didn't, um, to the extent that I was not happy for a while before I left my marriage, I didn't want, how do I say it? I didn't want it to be an example of how to be in a marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, I think as I've told you a number of times, it was difficult decision either way because to to say I wanted to leave and break up this family was going to break your heart and I knew that and at the same time I didn't want to stay and be in a and set an example of this is how you a marriage is and how and how you stay in a marriage and compromise yourself yeah um it it was hard decision as I'm sure it is for every person that you is contemplating leaving their marriage but so a big part of it was the setting an example for you girls one question I like to ask like a lot of people on the podcast is like what advice they would give to their younger selves um not to second-guess yourself, to listen to that voice inside. 
that uh, you're stronger and smarter than maybe you always give yourself credit for. Thank you, Mom, for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Do you have any, like, last remarks? Um, how proud I am of you. How much I love you. You are my world, as all of my daughters are. And I, you give me so much to be proud of every day. Oh, so cute. Thanks, Mom. Love you. Love you, too. Thank you for listening to this episode, and for more episodes like this one, please subscribe and give a great review. Winky face. Bisous.